So, um, um, Gustav and Angel, you fly to the top of these mines and make your way out um, the cave. Um, as you're exiting the cave and past all the dire wolves that you killed, um, you notice two figures that are standing there, uh, Guy and Kara. As you look on, uh, are we outside? Yeah, as you look oh. on with your slight depression for what just Yeah, occurred. Gustav just turns back into himself and just lays on the floor, just face on the floor. Angel didn't even let go of Gustav. She's on top of him. It's like she, she just fucking face plants on top of him. Okay, then, I feel like we're being a little dramatic. And then when he does that, he's going to cast Cure Wounds at level 2 on himself and on her. Just go ahead and take care of that. Oh, thank God. Like one hand on him and one hand on her head. As you feel the uh, the wounds and the exhaustion that you've gained from this chaotic night, uh, it is quite dark outside as you've been in there for quite some time, uh, five or six hours. Kara and Guy, you both approach. All right, Angel, you gained 16 HP. Oh, that's fucking good enough for me, man. Oh, God, I feel so much better. Where is everyone else? Gustav looks up at Guy from the ground and he just mutters, they're dead. Wait, who's dead? Goop and no. Atave. No. What? We couldn't do anything else. We tried. We kept Fuck. trying. There's some sort of demon machine that just ran them over and took their souls. We took the, the stone that forged the portal, but that thing is still down there. The machine is? Yes. Gusev looks at Angel and says, you still have that stone, right? It won't leave me, so yeah. All right. Then that means that I must go down there as well. No, no, I ain't. I'm gonna get up and Goose Guy. Gustav stands off as well. Guy, you cannot go down there. We're going, we will die if we go down there. We need to rest and we need to come up with a plan. Indeed. Every moment that we waste, Goop and Adave are going further and further away from this plane. They stand no chance. Act. Their souls were harvested by this machine. Yes, well, what happened to their bodies? Their bodies, their bodies were are, crushed. Their bodies are fucking destroyed. Nothing. Yeah. Like, even if we go down there now and fucking almost kill ourselves trying to get them back, I can't guarantee we'll be able to. What kind of talisman did you pick up? We're going to require a tether. Someone I... to tether them back to us. What do you have of Goops? And he's kind of frantically, like, rummaging through his sack and trying to pull out something that'll, like, is Goops or was of Goops. And then uh, also Adave, but, like... Adave was kind of a dick to him. Yeah, Gustav literally has nothing. I have Adave's tooth, but that's that's about it. That will work. What about for Goop? We need something. We need something to tie them back to us. I don't think you understand. Kara, anything? No. Gustav goes up the guy, and he grabs a hold of his shirt, and he says, and he just has complete fear in his eyes. First time he's probably ever seen it. He just looks him dead in the eye and says, we can't do this alone, not in the state that we are in. We're down on numbers. The guy's gonna we try need and rest like, and assistance. He's trying to like shake him off. <laughs> he's got a death grip on his shirt. He's just staring at him, helpless. Okay, so uh, <laughs> right then, guy kind of like gets like a glossy expression on his face and kind of like reaches up to his his head where there's a single flower that Goop had placed there. He just remembered when they last said goodbye. He's gonna kind of pull it down and cradle it. Gustav kind of slumps forward into guy's shoulder as a slight yes. embrace and just says they're gone we can try but not now we must focus on defeating the machine before we can bring them back 
without their souls, they're nothing. I agree. But nothing is absolute. Even death. No, I agree. But... Especially death. It will take time. Not much. Just enough for us to be rested enough and at full strength. And this machine, how big was it? Fucking huge. Was there any other way out of there? Only way in or out is by flight. By flight? Yes. Can the machine fly? No. No, it's it's trapped there. I think it's shut down while we left because there's nothing left for it to destroy. So it's going to just rest there until we get to it. I can't take that kind of risk. I will wait here. I cannot afford for it to escape us or evade us or run away. Kai, it it's in a thousand foot hole. It's it's deep underground. There's no way of it getting out. We please Gustav holds up his finger and says, Wait, what about that woman? What if we have her stand watch and make sure nobody goes in or out? What woman? There is a woman that lives just down the road. She she gives tours of this area right here and he points he like gestures around them where like the um <clears throat> lift was and everything that she showed them and he uh says she gives small tours to people that are interested in the mine she lives not far we can have her keep an eye on this place until we return and she can tell us what happened in the meantime but we will all need to go back and find either someone to help us or something i don't know i believe that i can take it Gustav looks at him. I said says, I can take it. Guy, please don't, don't do this to yourself. Please don't just stay here and wait for help. We don't know how long this is going to take for us to be ready to go back there. That thing, it's like one hit killed all of us almost. If it weren't for Gustav uh, dodging the last second, we would have been dead. Guy kind of like falls back onto his haunches. He's, he's kind of staring at the entrance to the to the cave. I can take it. No, guy, you can't take this. Listen for once. I trust their judgment in this. They've seen whatever this thing is. I'm angry too. But you know, you gotta be smart. Fine. Then we will do it your way. This woman that was in the cottage you were talking about. Let us go talk to her. We'll need to collect supplies. We will need to power up. You can rest. And then we come back here tomorrow. Gustav kind of has like a light bulb go off in his head. He says, he looks at Angel, but he says it to all of them. He says, do you all remember how Charity said to bring her artifacts? Yeah. Yeah. To prove that we were strong enough. For... Right. This stone we retrieved, I believe it could be deemed an artifact. No, no. I am sorry, Gustav, but I do not want Charity knowing that we have this. Listen. She knew we were coming here. She either assumes that we all died or that we retrieved it, and she will come for it. I say it's best to bring it to her and receive any sort of boon that we may, some sort of token of help. I don't think we're going to get anything for it. Gustav kind of looks at Car and says, but we might. I don't trust her with this, Gustav. It's, it's already bad enough that I have it. I don't, I don't want to getting into her hands. In this, I agree with Angel. The less Charity knows about us, the better. Perhaps it is for the best that she thinks many of us died. We could, uh, you could at least just lie to her and say we destroyed it. Cause I feel like that would be satisfactory enough for her. I can. I can try. I believe she trusts me enough to take my word, but I will have to go there. Not to mention that Adave was owed quite a bit by Charity. If anyone, rather, no, never mind. If I bring to her this news, 
of what has happened and what we have seen. I believe she may help us somehow. To feel it deep down inside of me is what you call a gut feeling. Are we planning on going back to Paradise to gather supplies? Because that would be the only place we really could. I, I just want to go home, back to the guild hall. We can do that. Guild hall. Yes, we can do that. I can talk to my people. And then after I rest, I can go see Charity before we head back here. And I can see what kind of help she can give us. Is that all satisfactory for you? The guy's still kind of staring at that flower that he has you know, in his hand. I'm going to walk over to Guy and I'm just going to hold his hand. He only has one and it's occupied. Yeah, I'm holding, I'm holding, like my hand is placed over yours. Nope, he, uh, he moves it for you. This is like his most precious possession. He can't risk, you know, getting damaged in any way. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is not your fault, but also this is not the end. I believe there is a way to bring them back. There has to be. Gustav uh, looks at Angel. He says, Angel, the stone. I won't give it to Charity, but we will hide it in the guild hall. May I see that stone? It's it's just floating around me at this point. I, I can't even physically grasp it. You see a you see a box, uh, sort of like a, a, a stone cube with um, some sort of arcane insignias on it on on all six sides it's it looks to be solid but um it passes through objects and just kind of levitates there behind angel and follows as she moves the guy's gonna gonna reach out and uh he's gonna form his you know magic arm and he's gonna try and touch it with that a la prototype type thing Angel's gonna fucking stop him. Like, we're please let's let's not fuck with the magic hell portal. I believe there is a possibility I can free you from that. I don't care that I have it, but it's going to stay with with us. I agree. May I touch it? Please. I don't want to fuck with it right now, guy. I do not have the strength to deal with whatever might happen. Gustav touches it. Fucking. <sighs> Gustav, when you touch it, it uh, it begins to follow you instead. Okay. But your hand passes right through it. But you can feel some sort of attachment to it. Angel, you, you seem to have lost that, that feeling uh, that you had before. Gustav, you are the only one here who has attachments to charity. As much as I trust you, I do not want that thing following you into the fucking tower. Gustav looks at her and says, that's fine. I don't plan on it. But if I can study it, I may be able to learn some more. That's all I say. Well, this is this is all secondary. We must continue with our objectives. It will be important for us to gather as much resources as we can and get as much aid as we can before we go back. Um, Gustav says, I don't believe that going to the woman with this following us is good. So can what I we please can do, Gustav gestures and like says it's fine. Um, and he allows you to touch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fucking go back. All right. Um, and Guzzo says, what we can do, go to the woman, and Angel, you just stay out of sight for the time being, and we ask her as much as we know, and then once we learn that, then we all go to the guild hall. Agreed? I do agree. I, I agree. Um, I probably will just, is it possible for me to just head to the guild hall while you guys handle her, because I really, I just want to go to bed. That should be fine. Car, car, Angel. I was about to say, somebody should accompany her. I'll walk with her. Guy, will you go with me to talk to this woman? Nods. Okay. In orcish. Gustav nods back. Injury Riddick. Oh, wow. No. Nice. For fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. So we do Because apparently druids are a race now. No, they have their own form of they language, though. They have a though. fucking language. 
Druids oh, well. are is their it, own Is thing. it semantic? Hmm? Never mind. It's on my shirt. Very well. It says druidic. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's in case you missed that heretic. Or did you catch all that? Yeah, I cut it off. Lit. Okay, so we're, we're kind of micro-splitting the party. Um, However, um, um, the way back to um, the way back to paradise is the same direction. So uh, you Sticking guys are together still for the be... moment. Correct. Correct. Also, I forgot to put it away. So you guys did see this stone, this like purple stone, levitating around my head. I think it's about three feet above my head. Oh, and what is that, Gustav? Uh, he kind of realizes. It's a about his head, he kind of tracks it down to his hand and holds it out. And he says, This is a another magic item I received when I found that dead guy. And he kind of points at his armor and his sword. He's like, It uh, protects me from spells. I have something like that. He kind of taps himself on the head. <laughs> oh. He puts it in his back pocket. Uh, speaking of. Inch? Speaking What's up? Speaking of, uh, well, two things I just. I just realized, uh, speaking of armor, uh, guy, I, I have bad news. It is okay. I had already noticed. Yeah, there's 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 not just a fucking demon machine down there. They had black pudding, if you guys know what that is, and it, it dissolved your armor. Second thing that happened, um, it's probably more important than the armor, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Prom is still down there. Oh, shit. He's safe. Where he is, he's safe. I'm, like, he's nowhere near the the demon machine. Um, but he's gonna have a, a hard time getting out of there by himself. Well, then we must hurry back. There is... Yeah, let, let's let's heal up first before we go down there. He was perfectly fine when we, when we left him. If he just stays there, we'll probably get back to him in time. We'll come back tomorrow. I will have to fashion myself some makeshift armor. Yeah. Gustav kind of looks at me and says, well... If you're not able to do that, I'm sure I can procure some from one of my servants. They may be able to find you some. Only if they can do it quickly. If they cannot, then I will go as is. I will task them with that while we rest for the night. <laughs> Alright, so do we move on to the lady? Yeah, so as far as uh, as you guys head southeast back towards the coast uh, to Paradise, you, um, you trudge through the forest, and as you approach Paradise, you notice that there's Thousands of people crowded around a humongous circular platform in front of Charity's Grace. Hundreds of literally stone-faced guards mark the circumference of this platform. They all seem to be awaiting the appearance of Charity. Oh, I'm staying far away from that. It's awful to get back to the guild hall without encountering that at all. Did me and Guy not get to go talk to that lady at the cabin? Oh, sorry, if you wanted to do that, yeah. Can we just assume it happened? Yeah, we could just assume that happened. Yeah. Moving if on. If you want, unless you want to RP that. Nah. It's up to you guys. I mean, does she tell us anything? No, no, she wouldn't say anything. Okay. I want to do something. I want to act. I want to interact. That works. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so she she's, uh, she keeps an eye on the cave as you guys uh, head off and uh, you approach Charity's Grace and you see this. Um, based on the crowd reaction, she seems to have called an assembly um, where she's going to... Um, Sentence hope as you. Oh God! Wait, and, uh, wait! I, no. I, I didn't catch that for some reason. Oh, she is. She's called an as- assembly where she's going to sentence hope and get contorted. <sighs> um, as you, uh, as you prepare to come to go through to uh, to head back to the guild hall, you do have to, um, as as the crowd is quite large, you do have to get through the crowd um, in order to get to the guild hall if that's what you want to do. 
I can't be fucking seen with this box, guys. Can we take the long way and not go near that? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Angel, it is possible that I can help you with that. Yustoff also mentions the sewer, if that's like... Guy mentions that as like a last resort. There's a sewer entrance into the guild hall. I don't know exactly where, I have not explored, but... That sounds like it'll come in handy, at least. Yes. I think I'd rather take the long trek around this mess. I may be able to help you conceal that, if you will let me touch that. No. I'm sorry, guy. I, I, I love y'all, but like, this is... I want this to be my burden to bear for now. There is no such thing as a burden to bear individually. We've already talked about this. We are standing in defiance to powers greater than our own. The only way that we can stand is if we stand together. Guy, guy, please, just... I entrusted you with my greatest and most valuable possession, because I trust you. I do tr- I do trust you, guy, but please, please just let me have this one, okay? I'm going to go around. I'm going to go back to the guild. I'm going to go to bed. Okay, I- my brain is a fucking mess right now. The only thing that I'm hearing is that you are not willing to share in your burdens, and yet you expect us to share our burdens with you. Guy, can we- just can we talk about this tomorrow? Unfortunately, in the way this world is going, we don't know there will be a tomorrow. We can have the fucking therapy session where I unload my fucking troubles on you later, please. Not in a fucking forest in front of, uh, in front of the fucking guillotine or something. Well, then you may go the long way around, but I must see what has become of Hope and possibly attempt to save her. Okay. Gustav kind of looks at Angel. He says, I will accompany you. Make sure you find your way. I do not think that this is what we think it will be. I spent some time with the rest of Hope's troops, and it appears that this is part of some sort of plan. I cannot say for certainty what will happen, but I believe that there may be a moment for us to interact with them and possibly play a key part. I am going... I want to stay out of this guy, but if you want to help them, I won't stop you. I'm with Angel on this one. All right. Kind of, He kind of shrugs his shoulders a little bit, limbers up his chain, you know, that's wrapped around him. That's pretty much the only equipment he has right now. It's just, you know, a small haversack and some chain. Hold up, I have something. Uh, if you get into a skirmish, since I'm, I don't want to get into anything tonight, and I'm going to pull out my own, uh, my own chain shirt uh, that I took off for Guy's armor when I hand it over to him, just in case. Thank you. I do appreciate this. I will attempt to stay out of it. It fits quite tightly. Oh no, there's ample room in the chest area. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you underestimate how much room boobs take. <laughs> True. Plus, I've got an entire sleeve, you know, just like empty, which is nice. True. You can like put snacks and stuff in there. Like, there are some shirts I've got to wear an XL, dude. Yeah, you forget the power of the titty. Um, the titty. So, <laughs> who, so who's going back with Gustav and Angel and who's staying with Guy? Uh, I'm going to go with... Hmm. Well, they're, they're sentencing Hope right now, and I feel like we need to experience that, which is what Guy was saying. You guys can stay, like, in the background if you don't want to be seen with your artifacts, but, like... Oh, at that much, Angel's going to stay right where she's standing right now, out of sight, but uh, she is going to give let you have the armor. Gustav would stay with Angel. Okay, so you guys are going to stay, you're just going to kind of stay back. Out of sight, but just to watch. Yeah, uh, you can see pretty far. I mean, the crowd's kind of in the way, but uh, 
you can see the light that's kind of shining down. It's, it's sort of like this magical moonlight that's shining down on this large, like, hundred-foot radius circle that's in the middle in front of Charity's Grace. Um, there seems to be just a, a blank, like, empty circle. Nothing there, no uh, pedestal or anything. Um, and the guards have just kind of formed a circle around it to uh, keep people from, uh, from moving into this circle. It seems the crowd is quite anxious. As um, as you guys are are waiting there, um, a late straggler straggler arrives to come see the chaos. Um, Kipper, would you like to ex- uh, would you like to describe your character? Uh, so you see this uh, this tiefling guy, like deep red skin. He has two horns pointing uh, directly up, and he's wearing like a cowboy hat, and he has this face that just sort of says like I just woke up, and uh, and like he's well dressed, um, and on his shoulder is a raven. Um, and any of those with a pretty good uh, passive perception will see that the eyes of the raven is a bit wrong. Um, I'm assuming Gustav is the best person with a perception here. So yeah. So you would know that. Mere angel, I think. <laughs> you know that the eyes of this raven is a bit wrong. It's not quite raven-like. Um, but but yeah. I'm gonna call it Kipper's actually the raven. <laughs> and, and Kipper walks in, and yeah. You, as you as you approach Kipper, you notice uh, you don't notice the stone, uh, but you do notice that there's a this, this small group of people standing set apart from the rest of the crowd. Uh, what's up with y'all, y'all? Y'all, y'all know her? Nah, you know way. Yeah, me too. I'd say the same thing, and I turn around and and look at the crowd, just sort of thinking about the people behind me. My raven turns around, look at you guys, though. Oh, I, I... <laughs> angel. As, uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Angel's just gonna back away awkwardly from the ring from the Raven's gaze. Like, mm. Am I close enough to Angel to recognize the the rock floating around her? Uh, roll the perception. Okay. So who ended up going with Guy into the crowd? I don't think. Uh, Kara. Card it. Okay. Nineteen. Okay, I thought so. Nineteen. Oh yeah, you totally see it. Yeah. Nineteen. It. Okay, so, so to be a little bit meta, um, I probably should have said this off and off right. Um, I have the ability to look through the eyes of my familiar, and that's very 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 I knew long it. range. Shakasta. So, so Kipper is looking through the eyes of the Raven and staring at that at that uh, artifact. Do I recognize it from anywhere? Um, you you get based the off feeling. of my knowledge with the uh, with the the yeah. six fingered gentleman. Correct. Um, you you get the feeling that it is some sort of magical artifact. You're not sure. Uh, you're not sure exactly what it is or it's important. Um, you've never recognized it from anywhere. It does seem quite intriguing. Um, as Angel, you see this raven kind of eyeballing the uh, the stone, the infinity uh, the eye, infinity eye behind you. Then Kipper uh, puts his senses back into his eyes and uh, listens, uh, actively trying to listen to the people behind him as he's turned away. All right, as you guys are still awaiting um, this spectacle, um, it seems that it's it's uh, it seems that Charity hasn't um, made it to the location yet. Uh, another straggler approaches. Lavender, can I say of your character? Go ahead. Can I ask some before she describes Lavender? Yeah. Um, would I notice when he looks through the eyes of the Raven? Like, when I notice a change? Can I roll, roll a, something to see that? Yeah, roll a perception. Like um, perception. I mean, not really, because it's really, I guess so. It's up to the DM, I guess. You can see the eyes change, like the pupils dilate yeah. Like perception or arcana, because yeah. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm magical. And I mean, I'm also 
like. Well, I'll have you roll a perception to see if you notice it, and then an arcane okay. to see if you can tell exactly what it is. Yeah, Eleven, probably not. Yeah, yeah I have you... a passive eighteen, so I would, I would notice it. I would know what. My passive sixteen, if that counts for anything. Um, I would say. Why do you just? Stop, why don't you guys you just can... ask him about it? No, well, I'm not gonna fucking talk to him. Yeah, it's rude, Gustav, bro. Gustav, you notice you notice something strange, but you didn't quite see it eye to eye. So you can roll an arcana with disadvantage. Angel, you saw it directly, so you can make an arcana with advantage or a regular arcana. Sorry. Ooh, a twenty with disadvantage. As you guys are staring at the raven, it flies off. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the raven flies off and then uh if you guys are watching it you just see it sort of like fly off to a point where you can't see it anymore yeah you um uh, gustav you know that this is um this is a um a magical creature that he would have the abilities to um he'd have the abilities to manipulate and see through word okay i mean i know what it is meta but yeah right i mean that's that's pretty standard all right, I just wanted to see if I could figure that out. So, all right, cool. Right. So, Lavender, you you approach through this. Uh, you notice the stragglers kind of hanging out there, um, separated from the rest of the crowd. And I guess Lavender approaches with a sunny countenance. What does she look like? The first thing you would see would be the big, like this, yeah, this big shield on her back that kind of is well taken care of. It has a triangle with stars at each point. She's wearing a, like she is very tall, seven foot five, with long curly hair that kind of hangs in front of her face. You can't see her eyes because it's so shaggy. She is wearing a sort of dress, sort of, it's bit, it's like a, it's like a dress with a lot of patterns on it, but it also has armored parts attached to it and tied to her back are a whole bunch of javelins and she has a mace on her side. Right. Do you approach or do you just walk past? She is approach. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. one more thing as well. One more thing of note is that she has a big, this sort of cauldron that's tied to her hip. Right, so what do you and say as you approach? It's a lovely surprise. Are you here to watch this, what happened? I don't quite know what's happening myself, but since there's a whole lot of people here, I think it's some sort of party. Oh, uh, something like that, I think, yeah. Well, what are you folks doing out here where you could be further in the crowd? You know, you you miss all the excitement, you know? Oh, I am. Uh, excitement from here. Yeah, they're not big fans of crowds. You're not here, Kara. <laughs> yeah, but if she was there, she'd say it. <laughs> Don't worry, I completely understand. She's going to stand next to him. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, Gustav and Angel just slightly inch away from her. Just oh, totally on edge. away from both these strangers. Like these two fucking strangers see these two fucking uh, like roughed up, bloody, yeah. uh, tired, weary, just sad folk hiding in the woods, watching from afar. <laughs> and they're like, "Let me go hang out with these guys. They they got something <laughs> interesting going on there." <laughs> Perfect. Well, you, you know you. You never really know, you know, if if people like away from the crowd, it's like maybe they got something that's maybe blocking them from being in front of people. Sometimes you just need a little company, you know. Since uh, Kipper's uh, raven has flying has flown off his shoulder, he's walked steeper into the crowd. Oh. Okay, um, bye, bitch. I was sort of relieved to see him leave on a scene. I try to hide myself within the crowd. Okay, twenty-three. Oh yeah, yeah. You just you just see um, you just see him disappear into the crowd as 
um, as suddenly this uh, large or this this tiny imp swoops down behind you, and you can hear it kind of as it reaches down for the the stone behind you, uh, Angel. Gustav turns and just smacks, just like kicks it. <laughs> oh god! Uh, roll, roll, roll hit. For, yeah, roll to hit. Nope. Oh, thank God. Uh, six. <laughs> the, the imp pulls uh, Dodges out of the way in the last second, and then you see him just flies higher up, and then he starts to make his way towards where Kipper is. <laughs> Did I grab the stone? Um, the, How many the, characters is Kipper? <laughs> you did not grab the stone as as it went to grab as it went to grab the stone. It was um, uh, it, it just kind of went straight through. <laughs> okay. Gustav, uh, I'm going home. <laughs> the, the, says, yes, me too. The imp oh joins the crowd, and and, and, and oh. before you and before you guys leave, you see um, sort of like a spinning platform begin to raise in the center, and uh, you see Hope on her knees, bound by chains in a cage, uh, and Charity is standing atop this steel cage. Um, two Goliath guards stand beside her. When she begins her announcement, is this is this platform still kind of spinning and beginning to levitate up into the air? The crowd completely draws silent. This would be uh, Kipper's first time meeting Charity, right? Yeah. Or seeing Charity. Um, Char- so yeah. he would like to get as close as possible without being super noticed by her. Yeah. Um, um, before before all that goes down, could we have a cut over to Kara and Guy who were, have been like trying to figure out where the operatives are and like what they're planning on doing? Um. Through the chaos, we're doing, you we were trying it. to find the operatives that that yeah. Hope has here. Okay, so you guys set off to do that, yeah? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that's what we that's that's what we've been doing this whole time. Yeah, as you as you're going through the crowd, you see some familiar faces, but um, they seem quite attentive on what's going on. They want to see this spectacle. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Um, yeah, I spent quite a bit of time with the uh, like in you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm again, yeah, like I said, looking for the familiar faces, and I'm looking for any of the people that look like they're in a position where they can act. Oh yeah, yeah. nobody seems to be in a position where they can act. Uh, the people you do know, they're kind of um, just standing and watching. Um, they don't seem to be. They don't seem to be in any sort of. Um, they don't seem to be the slightest bit stressed about this. Okay, and um, they said something about a guillotine, but you never said anything about a guillotine, did you? I did not. No. Okay, that was no, just all you see else. is all you see is no. the spinning platform race. She was just mentioning because because it uh, she knows that it's going to be um, uh, a sentencing that she would assume that it's sort of like a guillotine type thing. But you just see a spinning platform. Uh, you see hope on her knees, bound by chains in a cage, and and um, Charity standing atop this steel cage with two Goliath guards standing beside her. The Goliaths look very familiar. They're dressed in really nice suits. Um, they look to be the same Goliaths that are at the casino. Oh, the plot thickens. Or it's just a security company. I mean, yeah, but still, <laughs> come on. Um, the silence, the silence ends when you, um, when Charity begins to thumb her voice. You hear, uh, through time, we somehow found the safety and well-being of our city endangered by reckless abandonment of the ideals we all stand for. Now understand why one would distrust someone such as myself, as the battle between good and evil has taught us that all good things come with dire consequences. I assure you, I am not the evil that these folks believe I am. I am a savior. I am redemption. I am the good that is necessary to move our uh, civilization forward. 
prosperity, freedom. And she looks down and hope. She is not hope. She is treachery. As she has spent her time here in paradise dismantling the rules that keep us safe, so will I dismantle my own rules to show the consequences of such disregard for our well-being, not out of malice, but out of desire to protect the citizens of this town from their own interpersonal evils. Hope, you will not be sentenced to the Ethereum. You will not be sentenced to hell. We will let the Raven Queen choose your destination. Until then, we honor Leviator, the Leviator, through this painful execution through fire as she raises her, her arms. And, and as that happens, huh? Kipper steps forward and says, and of what crime is this person guilty of? As she stops for a moment and puts away the fire that's in her hands. I mean, you call yourself charity, but I don't really see much of a charitable display here. This person here is really expressing themselves and is stuck in this little prison that you put the rest of us in. So what crime this is, is she, is she, is she <laughs> guilty of? <laughs> and the raven falls back on my shoulder. I will show charity by not having you arrested because I am not that kind of person. I am willing to accept the ideas that not everyone is okay with who I am and what is going on here. And of what crime would you accuse him? The guy's gonna try and like cast his voice like to make it not sound like he did that. <laughs> You're gonna bust us. Kara's just gonna slowly like start hedging away from Guy. She looks guy around. Notice. Roll a stealth. <laughs> I can already tell you this isn't gonna be good. No, for uh, for Guy. Oh, it was just, it was one, how is she supposed, okay. Roll a stealth, that you were trying to throw your voice so that she would think you were somewhere else. So that would be a very stealthy-like thing to do. No, it's just where you yell, like, while looking away, so it comes from somewhere else. Like I said, it's not going to be good, guys. Roll not it. Not good at all. <laughs> your, your stealth isn't at, dis- isn't at disadvantage because you don't have your heavy armor on, so you're good. You got a two. <laughs> I rolled a two. As, as she looks directly at Guy. You as how well. How did she pick me out of a crowd? Okay. You did a horrible job yelling. <laughs> Just yeah. Little something that humans and humanoids have called directional hearing. <laughs> I mean, moving on. <laughs> As she looks at guy, ah, listen, I'm not charging anyone of a crime other than hope. I understand that people do not take kind to what's going on here, and there's always going to be doubts. And I always, always show the the greatest amounts of understanding that I possibly can. But this situation calls for a bit more. This situation put us all in danger as we have weapons throughout this entire town. Thanks to this this one individual, many people have died. Many small skirmishes have started in a place where I am supposed to be protecting people, where weapons should not be strewn around on the streets so that others can kill each other. That is not what I built Paradise for. So, as I said, so what is paradise for? Exactly what it sounds like. It is paradise. It's a place where we can all come and relax and not worry about war, treason, and the horrible, horrible evils Except that is casted upon the rest of this world. And you hear the crowd sort of erupt in cheers as she says this. What the fuck is going on? Cold. Goop. I mean, not goop. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> Kipper, uh, Steps back a little bit into the crowd with the raven on my shoulder. And since she, guy was pulling the the like her attention, I feel like he probably isn't seen anymore. Yeah, 
she's not really paying attention because she's really focused on casting this this fireball spell at the moment as she reaches uh-huh. to the sky and and seemingly grabs the flame out of the sky. Does anybody else have any interactions before? Uh, um, it, excuse excuse me, and <sighs> Lavender's gonna. Step <laughs> I I mean, you play nice with Mama Lavender. I don't. I really don't mean to be a bother. I know this is like exactly not really what I was expecting to happen, and I don't want to interrupt anything. But I've been kind of stuck here for a long time, and I had a life outside this island. You know, I had a I, I had a life, and I'm not exactly sure how to get off. And what's this I hear about people saying that it's impossible to get out of here? Let it be known, this is not the greatest place to be. If you want to leave, because outside of these islands, I cannot protect. And surrounding these islands are some hideous, hideous monsters. Well, sweetheart. I have no control over this. If you would like to leave, by all means, find a way off of here. Find a boat, build a boat. I have no quarries. Leave if you do not wish to be here. But I cannot protect you from what's out there. See ya. And if we wish to leave, we would need weapons and equipment and gear. Oh. It appears as if we no longer have a way to procure these things. And if you wish to leave, I can... (laughs) As she looks at at, at you, Guy, I have made exceptions for quite a few people that were doing my services. You included, Guy, and if you would wish to leave, so be it. Leave. I will supply you. You say services. Like like the services that Adave rendered by betraying her friends? His friends? Are you insinuating that Agave did not do what was necessary out of the good of his own heart? I'm insinuating that you owe Agave a debt. Well, this is a matter that I would like to speak with you personally about after this execution. Well, I think that that would be far too late to call in the favor and what is owed to us. Very well. What is this favor, you ask? Ten days. Ten days? Four. I wish for ten days. Postpone this trial and your summary execution for ten days. As she looks to the crowd, do the rest of you wish for us to wait ten days for this execution? As they all begin to scream, no, fuck no. Ah, mob mentality. (laughs) Adave died in your service. The least you owe him is to give us some time (sighs) to deal with the loss before executing someone that we care about. As you see a grief-stricken pain on her face. My Adave, dead, you say? Yes, that is what I said. Well. What I ask for is not much. I'm not asking you to forgive or to release. In fact, I'm not asking. Give us 10 days. If not for us, then for the memory of Adave, who was our, our friend. Adave, Adave wanted to see this very person beneath my feet sentenced for her crimes. And you're telling me that I should give you 10 days? I don't think that's what Adave wanted. And if that's what you think Adave wanted, then you obviously weren't friends after all. <sighs> guy's gonna guy's gonna keep walking forward. He's gonna walk directly up to the dais. As you, you, you what, you're walking straight up to the, to the what? To the dais. You know, the, the cage and all that where, where oh, Charity's you, standing up there. Yeah, you walk all the way to the front of the crowd as people just kind of stand out of your way. They kind of move like you're parting the sea. But when you approach the guards, they kind of put their arms out. You see hundreds of these guards around the circle. Um, a guy kind of raises his hands. You can see, or his hand. You can see he's not <laughs> actually carrying a weapon. He has no weapon on him. The guard says, I must not allow you to pass. Wasn't talking to you. Looks up at Charity. Charity looks down at the guards and looks back at you. 
and doesn't make any sort of gesture to allow you through. At some point, there comes a time in everyone's life where they must stand up to those that are more powerful and have all of the resources and the information and they're unwilling to share it. But unfortunately, I must stand up to you and I defy you for what you are doing is wrong. By whose laws? Laws. Slavery has no laws. And yet you are keeping these people here slaves to whatever your twisted, demented fate you... Ah, damn it. I, can't, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this. Like, I know kind of, but it's like I'm, my voice it messes me in. Improv with an accent is tough. Laws. According to my laws, anything worth having is worth going through pain for. I couldn't agree more. And if we want a society that is safe, then we must go through the pain. And unfortunately for Hope, she is the one that has to suffer this pain for us. As you see Hope look up at you very In calm. which case, do you fault do you fault the vassal or do you fault the master? You see you see Hope look up at you very calm, just kinda of shaking her head no. What do you mean, the master? I mean that I am responsible for Hope's actions. Ah shit. I need you to roll. I need okay. you to roll a deception. Deception. Okay. Or a persuasion. Whichever you feel. If you feel like you're persuading her, roll a persuasion. If you feel like you're lying, because I, I think Guy thinks he's telling the truth here. I think Guy feels responsible for it. I think so too. So roll a persuasion. I rolled a 16. Tell me, Guy, if this is true. Why should we not sentence you to death as well? As ah, the guards, as well, you say. As the guards begin to place their hands on their holsters but not quite pulling. Guys, the guy still has his hand like completely outstretched. You can see it's, it's, you know, empty. He has no weapons. Yeah. I'm not asking for you to punish me as well, but I am willing to absorb the punishment for this is my vassal and I protect those who trust me. What uh, punishment would you suggest for such a crime to yourself? Well, I think that we should leave it up to the people. He's gonna kinda kinda turn it around and raise his hand. What do you want to see? Death, 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 death. Wrong idea. He kinda turns back to charity and he's got like a, a manic like expression on his face. <laughs> the people have spoken. Holy shit. Yes. Kipper. <laughs> Kipper, he takes a bat wing and a piece of coal. He slams it down and casts darkness over the area that charity and uh, hope and guy are. He casts fly. Oh shit! He casts fly. He gra he grabs charity and tries to fly away as far as he can. You grab charity in the darkness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not, not sorry. Not charity. Uh, uh, hope. Hope. She's in the she's in a cage. There's no. As, at, yeah. Uh, as soon as the the darkness goes down, uh, guy is gonna just start bull rushing and trying to like create as on, much hold chaos on, hold on, as possible. Because I think I think I think I think there was a misunderstanding. Because she's in a cage. So would you like to restate what you want to do? <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. I'll allow you to get on that one. <laughs> Alright, cool. I, I didn't realize the cage. Okay, I thought yeah, she was sorry. just chained up. Uh... <laughs> just get in there, bro. Okay, yeah. Just get in there. Come on, darkness get in there. Darkness spell. So, darkness spell. And I get that because I'm a tiefling. I want once per short rest. I mean, once per long rest. I can just do that. So, darkness spell. Okay. <laughs> and then I burn a spell slot to do a misty step into the cage. Fly, pushing up the cage. And try to go as far as I can. Oh my shit. So all right, I, burn, I burn all of my spell slots on that. And while this is going on, Guy is going to go hog wild and start just just making as much commotion and noise like as he can to like draw all sorts of attention because he's just trying to push towards the dais. Imagine Guy like being like one of those people in the mosh pit and just swinging his arms wildly. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much what he's doing. 
Arm. As, Arm. As, as, as Guy just starts, like, the crowd start, begins to riot as they're upset. They can't see what's going on. You see this large Who beam of moonlight. Trying to start a riot. Don't get me started on that song. Love that song. Love that song. You see this large uh, beam of moonlight that was shooting down on this circle, um, completely cut off by this cloud of darkness. Um, can you see in that cloud of darkness? I cannot. You cannot. So you're just going off of where you thought things were. Yes. And all right. So you open the cage. Well, I wanted to. I want to teleport inside the cage. Try to fly away with the cage with me and her. Oh, it's a quite. It's 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 a human-sized cage. Mm. You can do it. You can do it if you want to make a strength check. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. While this is going on, can I see if like I can overpower the guards to push and towards want, the dais? Uh, everybody that wants to be involved in this, go ahead and roll for initiative. Nineteen, nice. baby. Nice. Nat twenty. Nat fucking twenty. Oh, what a guy. What a clutch. Welcome, welcome oh, to the party, Kipper. To it's gonna be good to have you. It's good to have you, Kipper. Wasn't sure about you at first, but my God, with that roll, you're part. <laughs> that fucking twenty. Let's do it. Right. And I'm gonna fly away <laughs> as far as I can. Alright, so you, you roll initiative. Probably the only way you were going to make it I want to eat this. the sun. Kipper yeah. rolls initiative. Um, Guy, are Fuck, you involving okay. yourself in this? Do you want to roll initiative? Oh, I'm, I'm, I am the center. I am the PS de resistance. 11, fuck. That's a 19 and 11. Oh, shit. Okay, 11. Alright. 11 for initiative. Not bad. Not bad at all. Alright. So, um, as you lift this out of the darkness, you notice... Um, there's there's quite a bit of weight on top of this as you see um, you see charity float down off the top <laughs> of this cage oh, damn it open the cage and chop hope's head off ah! God oh. damn it! with this with this large <laughs> ethereal blade that she that she has in her arms and the second that and the second that the head gets cut off of hope, it rolls off into the darkness. But you see the body begin to shift from its form into another form, a very huh? bluish-skinned form. Uh, what? 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 Oh, oh, so Charity had another deceived. form? God damn it. Okay. And, okay. And, uh, hope. no, not Charity. Not Charity. Uh, hope. Hope. Yeah, Hope, right? Hope, yeah. Trap. As, uh, as hopes, uh, as hopes body lays there. Well, looks like hopes body lays there lifeless. Um, Charity, kind of standing beside, or floating, levitating beside this cage. She looks at you in anger, but a very content sort of anger. Not, not a, a nervous, not a righteous indignation. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so it is going to be on guy now as you see them about 20 feet in the air wait isn't it didn't he cast darkness he did cast darkness but they flew out of the darkness yeah darkness takes oh. up 15 feet yes. okay so can can i even see that because I, I would be like right in the center of the darkness it was a pretty big circle i would say considering where the darkness was cast only the the center was in darkness you could see the cage kind of up above okay um fuck i mean i guess guy will stop struggling as you see, because I, I thought we were in darkness, fall. so that's why yeah, he's gonna like create a ruckus and to try and like distract Charity, so she would think that he was the one that was like gonna try and save Hope. But <laughs> right, that all happened before he had a right. chance to act. Yeah. So, but you could see Hope's head kind of, you know, plummet into this darkness, this cloud of darkness. You know, what? fuck it, uh, guys. No, you know, no, guys, gonna gonna kind of give up, defeated. He's gonna fall back into the crowd and try and become part of the crowd. Okay. Uh, so roll a stealth. Kipper, what would you like to do as guys? So does it look like 
uh, Hope's body is not the body that I'm trying to save? Um, it looks like it was Hope, um, but it's transformed into another type of creature. Would you like to make a check to see what exactly that is? Because you can't see the head of yeah. it to see the body. Yeah, sure. What, what type of check is it? Um, I say Arcana or Nature, whichever one you feel. 15. All right. All right. So as you look at this body, it looks um, it looks very, the arms look very blue. The fingers are kind of long. It looks slimy. Uh, your guess is that this was a doppelganger. Oh, uh, okay. Um, dang, I guess, I, I guess I'm inside the cage now. Fuck. Uh, I will I'm trapped in a cage with charity. Yeah, charity's not body. Uh, uh, Kipper uh, will take the dash action to move away sixty feet inside of this <laughs> inside of this cage, and he tries to go as far as possible. The cage is human size, so yes, you can try flying out of it. <laughs> or are you taking the cage with? Speed. Well, I'm taking the cage with me because I'm inside of it right now. Oh, right. word. Oh, yeah. You yeah, fly okay, at 60 saying. feet movement yeah. speed, by the way. As... Oh, is that how that works? Hold on, hold on. Before, before yeah, you get 60 feet of flying speed, I believe. Oh, 90% fuck. sure. Yes, you're right. Okay, 120 feet. Yeah. I fucking dash the fuck out of there. As you dash, you can hear Charity. Um, you can hear Charity kind of like she looks at the body and looks kind of um, confused for a moment. And she kind of chuckles to herself as you fly off into into the clouds. She just snaps her fingers and disappears. And as soon as she snaps, she disappears. And so do the guards that were standing around in this circle. The crowd uh, seems to still be upset as they still can't see. Well, actually, you're far enough away now. The darkness probably would have dissipated. And they just see this blue head that does not resemble hope laying on the ground. Guy is going to, to whistle really, really loudly to try and get, you know, Kipper's attention so he can help him get out of that cage. 100, 120 feet away in the air? Yeah, he's, with a whistle, 120 feet? Easy. Yeah, okay, all right. You whistle, uh, Kipper. You yeah. No, no, you hear it, you hear it. Okay. Um, do I do I notice that, uh, that Charity's not there? Yeah. All right, the raven flies off my shoulder, flies towards uh, Guy, and I just land wherever the closest area is to me, and then I put my consciousness into my my uh, my raven as it gets on his or close enough to him. Wait, what the and fuck? It, and the raven says in my voice, uh, it tells him where I'm at. So basically, this part of paradise, meet me. And then I put my consciousness back into myself, and the raven flies off. Guy, he would have told you to meet you um, the southeast coast of paradise. You've never you've never wandered that far, but you have heard that that uh, that area may have been where Zindros can be found. 